You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point 76 Bringing us into episode number 153 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, J-Dub. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Big news ahead of us. And the more things change, the more things stay the same. The Sixers are in perpetual hell, as always, as their starting point guard who put up no points and did nothing in game seven of a loss in the second round is now asking out of town. (laughs) Stop me if you heard this before. And also... We're going to talk some fantasy football. Just kind of give us, you know, we're going to talk about some of our sleepers, some of the guys that are kind of under the radar that people aren't really talking about. Some of those, like, hidden gems in the late rounds that you might be able to round your team out with. The difference between being in, like, let's say last place and, let's say, first place. So we're going to to throw some names about, talk about some of those guys in our radar. But, Jared, let's start. Let's first talk about James Harden, the beard. Yes. The perpetual all-star, the man who led the league in assists last year, the man who came up clutch in game one and game five of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Boston Celtics, and has called Daryl Morey, his guy, yes. a liar. Mm-hmm. Jared, why do the Sixers find themselves in familiar territory again? The Sixers, let's be for real. Like at the end of the day, we know exactly what we are. A poorly run franchise. It's just how it is. Again, Harden played good basketball basketball throughout the season. Saw the regression though. Dude's like 35 now. And yes, he led the league in assists, but the point production is not there. Mm-hmm. He signed that contract, that take pay cut contract, think believing that Maury was going to give him a long-term extension. That was what was rumored. That's what we've been hearing on the table. Mm-hmm. NBA's come out and said there was no evidence running along the lines that he was going to get an extension, a long-term extension, because, you know, Maury mm-hmm. made sure he avoided the tampering. Part two, got the right. tampering for P.J. Tucker, which is crazy. So crazy. he avoided tampering for No, Hart. they got tampering for Daniel House. And P.J., I forgot. The two were combined. Two were combined. Got the tampering for that. We avoided that this year. Makes sense. You're coming to now find out that besides the fact that, yes, maybe Maury did lot hard in the long-term extension was what he promised him at the time that he was going to sign that Low term contract, and again, a low term contract for Harden was Harden got thirty two million. That was or like, yeah, thirty two million. That was the low paying contract Harden got. Harden's still going to get thirty five plus upwards. It's just not. It's not. It's not feasibly happening. When he opted in, I think Harden ruined his case by opting in. Opting in now means that one, he was going to sign into that max guarantee, the max money he was going to get for the year, which is around thirty six or thirty four, thirty five million. He asked for the trade to go to the Clippers. But he can't sign an extension until the next free agency anyway because that's what happens when you opt into this contract. You can now not sign an extension. So I think that kind of ha- that handicaps him because, one, he couldn't really test free agency, but there was no market for him in the free agency. Two, he thought he was going to get his trade, and there's no market for him in the trade. The Clippers won't even trade Terrence Mann for you. So I think coming out and saying that in China was a work of art by him because, one, you know, China doesn't like Daryl Morey after that long-standing tweet he said for the Rockets. But it also, he's, he's trying to make it as unbearable as possible for the Sixers to one, bring him in because he's going to training camp. He's already confirmed he's going to training camp. 
but he's, he's trying to make it as bearable as possible not to trade him. He's opened up the supposedly his agent said that they're opening up the trade market for other teams beside the Clippers, but he wants out. He doesn't want to work with Darren Moore anymore. He calls Darren Moore a liar and he's gone. I go back to the original question how did this happen? It's because the Sixers are what the Sixers always will be a team that clearly cannot get out of the second round. And this is what happens when you can't get over the hump. You got you start, you start biting the needle. You start, you start seeing how you have to start going forward with what you're going to do. Maury decided to go forward and say, we're going to not give Max an extension when he's max eligible because we want to create a third max slot once we get Harden and Tobias off the books. You can't do that if you give Harden the max, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying. He's, he, they, I see the Sixers' standpoint of it. I understand Harden. You got to get the bag, but I just think you can't be delusional about the bag you want to get. That's my thing, Hard. I think you just can't be delusional about the bag you want anymore. Now, now here's the here's the thing, right? And here's where we come down to it is that Harden doesn't realize he's not the guy he used to be at all. And maybe and maybe he does realize that he's trying to maximize as most money as he can get. But Daryl Morey has clearly realized he's not the same guy he was in Houston. He's not even the same guy he was at parts in Brooklyn. Harden, let's t- let's just kind of go back to the end of this past season. Harden threw Doc under the bus and got him fired. Yep. Harden opted in to his last, the last year of his contract with the Sixers. Yep. After waiting till the very last minute, because for all intents and purposes, there was no team that was going to offer him a max deal in free agency for him to opt out. So now, here's where we're at, and here's why I think the confusion, quote unquote, confusion comes from from both sides. Harden opts into this deal. But the reason why Harden opts in is for him to now get traded. Yep. He goes to Daryl Morey and says, I would like to be traded. Yep. Okay. Now, is this is the opt-in now because he didn't get a long-term extension from the Sixers? Or is this opt-in now because he wanted to go to the Clippers all along? I think what I- was his... What was his real motive? Now, here's just me as an outside observer. I don't know the relationship in the uh, in the conversation that Daryl Morgan and James Harden has had, but I can kind of I know a little bit about what happens in negotiations. You can kind of put two and two together. There's speculation, there's reports, and here's like that. Keep keep in mind that word reports. I'm going to come back to that. So now, does Harden go and say, okay? This is what I want. I want a max deal. And Maury says, eh, we can't give you really a max deal. We want to be, you know, we want to re, you know, remain flexible. We still got, you know, the big fellow. We still got the young fellow, whatever. Is Harden, does Harden want to hear that? Or is he really only worried about his bag? Because if somebody says, okay, yo, I got 200 million of them things for you. I don't want to hear anything else about why I can't get my money, right? Especially if I know and as a as an athlete, as a man, you kind of can look in the mirror and see the writing on the wall. And I wonder, does Harden see the writing on the wall for him, like for his prime? Like at this point, does he realistically realize, like, okay, I'm going to punt on this championship. Like if I get it, great. But I need the bag. Like I need the bag more, right? Okay. Where was all of this? vitriol for Daryl Morey when there was reports as far back as Christmas of last year that Harden wanted to go back to Houston. That was him. That was his can't leak in that. Right. So now you want to, okay, you want to go back to Houston. 
Houston doesn't want you. No, no. Houston did want him. Ime doesn't want him. Okay. Whatever the case may be, Ime don't want him. Yep. Right? Okay, cool. Now they got Van Vliet and they got Dylan Brooks and that's all their money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you look around the league. After that performance in Game 7 where he quit, he quit on Doc. And he quit on the Sixers and he was moping and he was just – the team was down three points at halftime and they quit. Mm-hmm. And he's the point guard of the team. He doesn't want to be the point guard. He doesn't want to be the facilitator. He doesn't want to be a pass-first guy. He can't play with MB because MB is the guy. He is the one for the Sixers, right? So now Harden doesn't want to play with MB. Now, whether or not it's animosity toward MB, it doesn't seem like that's the case. But Harden doesn't want to be a pass-first guy. Harden want to go and get the ball and score himself. He can't do it like he used to do. And he's going to end up being, if he got his way, the best player on a team that's never healthy. Kawhi's never healthy. Paul George is never healthy. And they're going to lose any young guys they have to acquire a 35-year-old, often injured, low-motor guy. Like he just he's not a he's not the hustle guy. He's not the go out there and get a scrappy board and fire up the crowd. And he's not that guy. If his shot isn't falling, he stinks. Because he phones it in on defense. He phones it in on the little things that make you successful. And you, that's the whole and Doc all but danced around it in his Bill Simmons interview. But he said the truth. And he said the things that I've been saying on this podcast for a while now. Harden. Can't consistently dribble. He loses his dribble all the time. Both hands in the air. No no hands on the ball in the paint. Looking for a call. Looking for a bailout. Every time. He's not the same guy he was in Houston. He's not the same guy he was in Brooklyn. He's not even the same guy he was when he first came to Philadelphia. He is rapidly declining. And yes, I understand he hit the big shot. He, he carried in game one. I give you that. He put on a show, and he care, and he won the game in Game Five. But because of him, they lost six and seven. He is a turnover machine, and for some reason, this is now the third team in what three and a half years that he's asked out of. Why would anybody else take him? That doesn't make sense. If I'm a GM. Why would I want to deal with this old headache? He's an old headache. Harden might be the greatest player I've seen get traded so many times to play with superstars. Once he's because once he's been traded, it originally started with the Thunder, got traded from the Thunder to the Rockets. They brought in Dwight Howard. That didn't work out. Brought him CP3. That didn't work out, but that was the best shot he's ever had in a championship. Got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Played again with Kevin Durant and Kyrie after they got Russ. You forgot. They went and got Russ in Houston. Yeah, that's what I forgot. The guy got Russ, played again with Russ, played again with KD after that, and now he's playing with Embiid, which, again, Embiid might be the best player he's played with since Kevin Durant in his prime because you just helped win him a champion, uh, MVP. Embiid wasn't getting the MVP, let's be realistic, without James Harden. Their two-man game was the most effective in the NBA. It was a percentages, small percentages, higher than Jamal Murray and Jokic's two-man game, but it was the best two-man game in the league. Harden led the league in assists for a reason. Harden shot the best his his best three-point percentage this season since year three of his career in the NBA. 
This is the, the highest three-point spread that he shot. He still shot seven threes a game. Mm-hmm. Harden, that's, that's Harden's game now. That's really it, though. Let's be realistic. This is what Harden is at 35, I believe. I could be wrong. Somebody's telling me he's 34. But he's, I thought, I before somebody told me, I thought he was 33. And I'm like, okay, you got another four years of Harden. He's like 34, 35. He's, 30, 30. He's, he's 33. He's turned 34 in a week. So it's at 34, if, I, if I'm looking at him now, seeing what he's played, like the speed's gone. The 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 Euro steps completely faded. It's out of his game anymore. He just doesn't doesn't have it anymore. When you talk about where he's at, I was cool if you tell me one. I think thirty five million is graciously enough for James Harden at this point. But he wants more. He wanted that last max because again, as Chris said, you got to maximize what you have for your last couple of years. At thirty four years old, you want one more max to last you till he's thirty eight, and he's probably gonna retire by thirty eight. Now, that game plans out the window because he lost the leverage with the Rockets when he leaked that stuff at Christmas, had that ball-out Christmas game. Him and be balled out that Christmas game, too, which made sense because you're leaking something. You're going to play one of your hardest games. And then as soon as they hired Ime, and Ime has been now reported and actually confirmed. He's come out and said, Ime said, I can't. It's not going to work here. Harden's not going to work with these young guys. It's not going to work here. They revamped. They moved off Harden, which ruins Harden's team's strategy of getting him his max money. Because that was the only free agent team that wanted him. Because if any other team really wanted him in free agency, he wouldn't have opted in for the $35 million. No, you could probably tell that his agent and the market value for James Harden was other teams were, yes, they are interested, but they were interested in him in taking less. So if he had declined the option, he would have got less than the thirty-five that he's going to get for this year. So now it puts him in an even worse thing where he's like, I now have to do my last year and just ask for another trade. Why he only said the Clippers? Well, because he in his mind, reports are that he doesn't want to have the ball 24-7 and pass it and do it all that. So Russ is there. So Russ will now be the primary ball handler. He'll go back to being a two-guard. You'll have PG at the three, quiet at the four. That's not going to really work as well as he thinks it is, but that it would help his game where he could do what he wants a little bit as back to going to the status of being a two-guard. That w- it, it just doesn't feasibly add up, especially when you hear Ty Lue coming out and saying he needs more out of PG and Kawhi. They're going to see the court a lot more hard would then fall to the back burner a little bit, or Russ would. There's no value there if the Clippers aren't offering anything for James Harden. That's how low his value has really diminished. Chris already mentioned the game sixes and game sevens. If the Clippers saw those games and their owner, who's a very competent owner, said, yeah, why would we want to give you a B.J. Boston? Why would we want to give you a Terrence Mann, 25, 26 years old? Even though he averages nine points per game, this is still a young combo guard that plays heck of defense. And when, he, when we give him the minutes, he's getting more than those nine points. He just doesn't get those minutes fluidly. So if, if they're not willing to give us that, why is Maury trading you for nothing? You're not, they're not even trying to give you a first-round pick. They're, I think the, the offer's on the table because you have to make money. Like Norman Powell has to be on the deal. They're trying to give maybe a Marcus Morris Sr., a Nick Batum, maybe a Robert Covington. That's, not, that's chump change to the Sixers who are, yes, still trying to create a third max lot, but they could do that just by losing Tobias at the end of next season. At this point, you're just letting Tobias ride out, whatever. You're losing him at the end of the season. You let him walk or you bring him back on a vastly cheaper deal. Which here's, I think Maury doing. But here's the thing, right? And I can see they, them doing that because they love Tobias, you know. Which is fine. Guys. I think Tobias is yeah. worth 20 but, million now, but he ain't 30. Yeah. 40 million is crazy. Yeah, okay. He's the highest paid player on the team. Yes. And that's the problem. But yes. here, here's my thing, right? You got two guys who are coming off the books next year. You're going to have to pay Maxi, right? You got you to pay. You, you got to pay the third Max guy that you're bringing in, whoever that is. There is nobody who, like, teams aren't really not. Here's the thing, right? That people aren't really talking about. You were people Harden worried about where he going. Dave's still in Portland. Yep. A guy that's better than him at this moment. And same age. Who's doing the same thing? I only want to go to this one team. 
don't trade me anywhere else. I want to go to this one team, right? Now, there's talk that Harden may be wanting to soften his stance. He's, okay, it's maybe not just only the Clippers. Yeah, they, they, but they why? want to trade. But right. here's the thing, right? So now let's find a solution. Is there a way where we can kill two birds with one nope. stone? Don't, no, no. Dame, oh, Dame, okay. Dame's even more likely to go back to the Blazers and just okay. play with the Blazers before. No, I'm, I'm just, no, no, I'm not saying come, I'm not even saying Dame to the Sixers. Is there a way where Philadelphia can facilitate Harden out? Lillard to the Heat and get something back. Like, is there something there? We just have to find a team for Harden, and then that, that is it. Is it the Clippers? Is it the Clippers? Because who? Let's be realistic. If the Sixers don't take Norman Powell, who's really taking Norman Powell? Because at this point, yeah, he's a good player, but he's still costly. Like Norman Powell is making Eric Gordon money. Like that's that's a costly contract. Yeah, but the Sixers, the Sixers shouldn't be worried about money. They'll they'll books their books are free right. after next year. After next year, you, right now you don't want to go over the second luxury tax, which is why Harden money. You got to make the money work. But the issue is just if he doesn't, I mean, if he if he doesn't play, they don't have to pay him. You got to impede Embiid as well because Embiid doesn't want these mid level guys coming to a team where he's already seeing writing on the wall. This is a dud season. Like he can see it. Like I, I feel like the blinkers oh, are flashing. Trust me. Trust me. We all can see it. The tow truck, the blingers are flashing. Embiid sees the right on the wall. This teaser's a dud. I don't care how many reports are coming out. Love Ramona Shelburne that they're saying, hey, Embiid's going to come in the best shape ever. His mind is there. He just took off the bio of Philadelphia process. He took that off his Twitter bio. Yeah, he's a troll, whatever. But at the end of the day, Embiid knows when his contract's running out too. He sees that they're getting a third max slot. That doesn't really, I think, mean bumpkin to him at this point. Max, he's not getting it paid. There's really not much left for Embiid to say or do for this team that he's one of the MVP where he's like, man, Y'all just can't. The ship, the ship's done. It's a sinking ship, and I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one treading water, keeping it afloat. And I saw this. Not it was more of an. I saw this article that talked about uh, Kevin McHale. He was on the Steve Ballpet show, where he said, and I quote: "James wanted the biggest extension from Philly, and Philly wouldn't give it to him, and that's not a Daryl decision. Daryl's got a part of that, of course, but that's an owner's decision." Harden was really mad saying Daryl lied to him, but you know, maybe they saw Harden's awful game seven against the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. And I'm not, and he, they, Josh Harris just was not interested. And then he then referred to James Harden coming to camp saying Harden was overweight in his camp, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, no, no, no. He ain't say overweight. He said fat. Yeah, he, he, he was a little, little dig and they talk about how he got fired. But the crux of what I wanted to talk about was that little part right there, that snippet where he said it might not have been a, a full Daryl decision, right? I, let's be real. Josh Harris just bought himself the commander's team. He's now starting to see, well, he got two sports teams, maybe three sports teams now he's invested in. The Sixers were supposed to be his bread and butter. It still likely is, but he's like, all right, we, I want to keep it that way. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. Let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. I blame everything that's wrong with the Sixers for Josh Harris. You know why? Oh, no, because because the ball do stop with him. If he's the owner, he's supposed to know the ins and outs, the left, the right. No, no, of the team. Yes. This team is constantly underperforming. Yes. Daryl is in place to help cure the on the floor issues, on the floor issues, right? But the bread and butter is that $6.5 billion investment that he just made yep. in Washington. Yep. The, the, his 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 mind isn't on James Harden. His mind is on 76th place that they want to put in downtown Philly. Which is, again... His mind is elsewhere. The bread and butters in Philly. But so now he's every, like, why am I investing in a player that's not going to everything, win everything that's wrong with this team, I've put at his feet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He is responsible for the 
terrible decisions that this franchise has made. Mm-hmm. But it's not even just him. This team has made bad decisions after bad decisions for generations. Since going back to Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, going back to the inception of this team. This organization sucks, okay? But the problem is you make bad decisions to compound other bad decisions that you made in the past. And now it's just bad on top of bad on top of bad. And good for the Sixers for drawing a line in the sand and saying, we're not going to put more money into a bad player. We already got a bunch of money tied up into somebody who's not worth it. Number 12 over there, not worth it. It's crazy you saying I'm good not, for the Sixers after, you know, messing it up with the Al Horford, Josh Richardson. No, 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 no. Hell Bridges. I understand. Simmons, like, you know, it took so long. Did you not, did you not so just hear time. what I just said? This team constantly gets in their own way. You know what I'm saying? At least you play. You know, they, <laughs> it, street threats you're normally out, right? This hasn't been three strikes. At least they finally got after the fifth time. Three. Get it right. This That's is like three hundred. This team is going to. This team stinks. Okay. This team is the Cleveland Browns of basketball. Oh yeah, we. Okay. The this are team a poverty franchise. This team is poverty. We are a poverty okay? franchise. We, you know what? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to admit it. I did not want to admit it. But it might be true that the Sixers are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. It might no, be no, true. No, that's that's an absolute fact, and I, I honestly say we're Sixers fans or the or Cowboys fans. We're really a crux of each other. Sixers, no, 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 no. We're Cowboys fans are delusional the other way. Sixers no, no. fans, Sixers fans understand where this where this roller coaster no, is going. Real to Sixers off. fans understand. Not the real ones, not not, not not the ones that's talking about not Embiid Hive on Twitter. You gotta know what the Sixers fans are, though, Chris. Them. The ones down South Philly, the ones in no, the no, West, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the ones on Reddit. I'm talking about <laughs> my people. I'm talking about the ones that understand that these people stink. Okay, and we are cursed. We are cursed to have them in our city. I'm We're talking about the <laughs> Sixers, please. Chris talked about the real Sixers fans that said, "Whoever told our artistic, uh, who was it, the uniforms guy? I forgot his actual name. That worked with AI and Ben Simmons. That uh, a boathouse row was the staple of Philadelphia. That's where you really knew the organization was in shambles. No, 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 no. no. He said no, no, that no. was the no, no. that bread you, Philadelphia. No, stop it, boathouse row. I can tell you when the organization was in shambles. When Adam Silver stuck his nose." And business that he didn't belong in, and fired Hinky. Ever since then, this place has just been a continual tease. Okay, you know, honestly, let's go even further than that. We knew this team was in the gutter when they overpaid for Ellen Brand, and then decided, to, you know what? Let's go ten years later and make him a GM. Where his first GMing of the free agency was to not pay Jimmy Butler, who just bought himself a house in Delaware. You gotta love the. The round in circles ago, and now you're hearing rumors, just rumors, not confirmed, that other franchises are looking at Elton Brand as the president. I'd take him. Take him. Maybe he's learned his lessons, he's getting better, but he has no voice in this organization now. They don't even talk about him as a GM. They, people don't even know his name anymore when it really comes to the decision making. It's Maury. <laughs> like the Sixers right now are in a standstill. We're going to move on. Chris Thumb is down. It's over. Sixers are in a standstill. 
Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Yes, Maxey, I think, is going to have an elevated season. We'll talk more about it as the season as NBA comes. Yeah, Max is going to have an elevated season to get his max. Yeah, it's cool under Nick Nurse, who I ate again. The stop gaps that we do as an organization to just make it look like we're making moves. We brought in Nick Nurse. It's cool. Sixers are going to be a second round out team. Spades to speed. We're a second round out team again. Hope this team loses in the first round. Just get it over. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. I hate this place. Anyway, Jared, let's talk. Let's switch gears and let's not talk about something that's talk about things that make me happy. Let's talk about things that make me happy. Playing fantasy football makes me happy. And everyone talks about the, the top-tier guys, the, the Justin Jeffersons, the – Number one the, pick overall. The Austin Ecklers, the – Number five the, pick. The Patrick Mahomes, the, the Jeremy. Nah, he's any picky. I don't really care if you take my number one. He's any but, picky. But, Jared, let's talk about those low-level guys, those guys that really don't get that much kind of publicity, those guys that are kind of under the radar. Jared, who's your, your one under-the-radar – kind of sleeper pick maybe i'm you know if he's there and and people aren't kind of passing on him i think i'm kind of snatch him up like who's that guy for you damian pierce from the houston texans a lot of people do not believe that he's going to have another good season he had that breakout year last year where he, he just hit the scene in preseason if you if you hadn't already had your drafts last season when you came around what the week that we're in now which is like the second week of august third week of august Man, he hit the storm with a 100-yard breakout game in the preseason, and everybody was talking about Damon Pierce. And now he's kind of falling through the cracks, right? He, he's not sneaking up in the really the draft season. Like, he fell to you in the sixth round, maybe, or the fifth round. But now he's kind of in that trajectory. He's still there. But you're just talking about a guy that last year was posting more than 900 yards scrimmage in 13 games. He was, a, he was flashing RB1 potential for fantasy. I know they added... Devin Singletary into the backfield as well. And then, you know, CJ Stroud's there, and they're going to be a little bit healthy with the receiving core. But I still think the production is going to be there for him. You're talking about a good online led by Tunsil. I think he's still going to be a third a third down guy. I think, I think he might still be the lead back, even if Devin Singletary is there. So you're talking about getting him potentially in the fourth round as maybe you're, let's say you go in a draft where you're going QB, receiver, receiver, or receiver, receiver, and he might be your first Running back by the third or fourth run, depending on how you, your draft goes, you're a 10 man league, 12 man league, or degenerate like me in a 16 man league. If you were able to sneakily get him, he could be a good number one running back for you that nobody's talking about. That's a good pick. I think that Damian Pierce is going to be one of them guys that people are going to take just because you know, you know when I've been doing mocks, I see him fall to the fifth, and I think that's kind of crazy. Now, Jared, I'm going, I'm going to give you a, a, a Someone who a lot of people aren't even talking about. I bet you he's not in your in your, your mock dress. A guy that I had on my fantasy team for parts of last year, Jahan Dotson from the Washington Commanders. Not even talking about him. Exactly. And here's why people aren't really talking about him. 12 games last year, seven touchdowns. Okay. Big play threat in Washington. Really had a connection with Carson Wentz, you know, the guy who's not there anymore. He couldn't stay on the field. But Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, who was a second-round pick for Washington, if, you know, if, he can, if he can play all 17, if you're putting up 7 and 12, like you might be able to get me 10 touchdowns. You might be able to come and be that wide receiver three, that flex guy. Let's say they're playing a team you know, that, that stinks. They're playing a last-place schedule. You might be able to kind of get some cheap points off of that. A guy who might be in a lot of guys' waiver wire week to week is Jahan Dotson. I'm going real sleeper, okay? Mm. guys like that. I, another guy that I can kind of, you know, that maybe 
not that deep in the draft, but I think a guy that will, you know, or at least should get some consideration is Sam Laporta from the Detroit Lions. I think that a lot of talk out of the Lions camp is that they like him. Okay, he's going to be a, a, a weapon for Jared Goff to go after. Everyone's talking about Amon Ra. Everyone's talking about uh, uh, Williams, the running back. I think no, LaPorta, no, Williams isn't there anymore. I'm sorry, not Williams. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Yes, Jameer Gibbs. I'm sorry. Jameer Gibbs, the running back. So I think that Laporta is going to fall through the cracks and can be a sleeper, especially with tight ends. Everyone's talking about you know the big names, the Kelseys, the Kittles, the Wallers the Mark Andrews of the world, I think that you can find some juice there in the later rounds if you so choose to. If Sam Porter's there, I think you should be able to give him a look. Jerry, what do you think? You know, I, we're looking at Sam Porter because, again, tight ends for me, is like when I draft, Chris, you've been in drafts with me. I might be the worst at getting tight ends because I just don't care. I, I personally just don't care about tight ends. They're, a lot of them are touchdown dependent once you move past the top five tight ends, right? Once you get past, in no particular order, Kelsey Goddard, um, Mark Andrews. Now it's Taylor. What's what's uh the now Vikings tight end? Uh, Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson and the five at the time was maybe Evan Ingram last year. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram was it was a good pick too. And then maybe, and people were taking Pitts before Ingram. So Pitts at number five. Once you get past those five, it's it's fair game who you're gonna get at tight end, right? It's like. It's it's fair game for me to say Pat Frymuth may, may have a breakout year, but in reality, I think it's picking season, and I still think with Deontay Johnson there and Najee Harris there, Pat Frymuth is going to have a, a down year. Like if, if you talk to me about Cole Komet, I was high on Cole Komet last year, and he let me down. Not only did the Bears let me down though, but he let me down, and now with the addition of DJ Moore, they still have Darnell Mooney. I don't know how, what his production value is going to be. Right, you just don't know. When you talk about Kyle Pitts, he was abysmal last year, but I don't blame him. I blame Arthur Smith, the the just the the designs of plays that they were trying to run for him. Right. I blame the lack of targets for him. I blame the fact that Mariota averaged 19 passes a game last year, so that kind of hampered him, and then the injury as well. So I think it's going to be revamped with Kyle Pitts to you know go back into the fold. George Kittle was absolutely hurt again last year, so it's hard to even really mention Kittle, and he's probably in the top five this year, right? So I think that's a very good pick. I think if if you say Laporta, two other names that should really be talked about is one, David Njoku's name should now be there, right? His name should be cemented in the name where he's never going high in the draft. But if you get him in the sixth and seventh round, I'm happy. Because I, I think Deshaun Watson's going to look at him, not as the, not as, at least by, as the third best or second bad option, because I know Elijah Moore is there, but right. David Njoku's proven. And then nobody's talking about this guy, but Irv Smith, I know that the Vikings traded for Taylor Hawkinson, but Irv Smith and Frazier, he went to the Bengals. I think he's a better pass catcher than they previously had. Mm-hmm. I think if he's healthy, that's just another bolster to an already stacked team. But he could be a sneaky, sneaky pick because of the fact that the, the, the Bengals are such a pass-heavy team. Where, yeah, we'll see big games from a Chase and a Higgins, but watch him be the guy that sees like a 30- or 40-yard game and a touchdown because he'll see the red zone targets. Right, I agree. That's a good pick. So I'm like I'm I'm big on Irv Smith, especially knowing that he's gonna fall, Chris. Like we're talking about a guy that might potentially go undrafted in a lot of drafts, right? Right. If you could pick him up in a in a free agency wire, oh you're golden because if he starts having a breakout year, oh it's, it's it's you're good. It's like oh somebody's going to want him, or you now you just got another tight end on your roster. So I'm happy about him. You know, the Bengals don't really need weapons, but they got one. Oh no, they they got him. They got him. And if you're and if you're drafting. 
you know, in fantasy football, you have to kind of be aware of the guys who are kind of hurt, the guys who may be lingering. Um, you may be wanting to avoid Joe Burrow because he may miss the first month of the year. Honestly, um, I hope they do so I can draft him. You know, maybe like maybe a situation where you can stash, you know, draft and stash. You know, word defer con Aldemir. So you have an idea where you want to be able to make a move and make a, a suggestion, Jared. I want to kind of before we kind of pivot off this fantasy football thing. When you're looking at it, you know, when you look when you're looking at your first pick, right? What's something that you would say? Like if somebody asked you, like, what are you looking at? Like, what are you kind of evaluating? What do you kind of what's your your strategy? What would you tell them? This year, I'm looking at wide receivers only. For my first pick, I'm probably looking at wide receiver. Normally, it's been a running back thing for me, and it's done me well, but I'm over the running backs because, Chris, we never really talked about it in the pod, but we've seen it. The way the NFL is leaning, the running back rooms have gotten bigger. Yeah. Because yeah. running backs aren't getting as paid as high as they used to be. Right. A lot of the cream of the crop running backs are now, you know, they're on shaky territory where we've seen mm-hmm. the Josh Jacobs holdouts. We're seeing. Saquon Barkley signed a big one-year deal because, you know, they're going to franchise tag him. He can't get the extension he wants. Like, I think McCaffrey's been the last major running back to get an extension. Like, right. that's right, how right, it right. is Absolutely. now where teams are kind of starting to train toward a directory of let's just have bigger running back rooms and just do tandems and stuff like that. Because of that, I'd rather go to the receivers that get production value. Receivers are just always going to be a high commodity, but now they just become even higher because of this instance where, crazy, you, you can get yourself a DeAndre Swift in the third round. Let's be realistic. I, I can go get myself, as I mentioned, Damian Pierce. I can go find me a Miles Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Where well, I don't, I don't want to go big on a Nick Chubb or a Saquon Barkley, knowing the workload and the injury history. Where if I can go get me a receiver like a Justin Jefferson or a now returned Cooper Cup, who was putting up better numbers than Justin Jefferson before the injury, right. those guys is going to be there. And you want, I want that production value because we're talking about unless you're in a standard league. PPR leagues, yeah, the touchdowns are cool, but I need the yards. That's where the running backs become an issue in the PPR. A lot of people don't realize that, but PPR, running backs are an issue if they're not getting the touchdown because, yeah, they might see 100 yards, right? But that might be like a 15-point game unless they get that touchdown. Right. Your receiver, if he sees the receptions in uh, the yards, that is the same. it might be the same point production as your running back, but then they'll more than likely get the touchdown because at the end of the day, that's how the top-heavy the offense is or that's how deep that – team runs their playbook, right? Because, like, right. let's for instance, a team like the Vikings, Dalvin Cook didn't see a lot of touchdowns this year. Even though he was a main running back, a lot of the times it was going to Justin Jefferson and then Thielen was creepily sneaking up and getting a lot more red zone targets than Dalvin Cook was. Mm-hmm. A team like the Bengals, another example. Chase and Higgins were seeing a lot of red zone targets. Joe Mixon was there in the touchdowns, but a lot of the red zone targets were deep balls. Like, that's like you're seeing just bombs ahoy and the points were there. One of the best fantasy players that never go high in a draft. I mean, high in a draft. When I say, I'm saying like top three. Tyreek Hill might be the most effective fantasy player mm-hmm. because the guy doesn't even need touchdowns to be great. He's going to see it in yards alone. He's had 200 yard games just last season. Right. So unless you're telling me, Chris, and this is the only player I would say, yeah, just throw it at the house. And for unless you're drafting Derek Carey off the jump, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if running back for me is on a higher list than a top tier wide receiver because right. Henry is just on a pedestal. That man gets you twenty yards in the sleep. And honestly, and honestly too, but like something that you talked about earlier, maybe tight ends. You know, for me, I'm taking a, Kelsey if I had to. If, if, there, I'm taking him. He's a receiver. Here, here's he's a receiver, and that's my point is that the top tier tight ends, the top tier guys are most likely wide receiver ones on their team. Yep, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram. 
I'm sorry, not Evan Ingram. Uh, not anymore, Darren, yeah. Darren Waller. Yup. And oh my God, he's a sleeper because like they got him falling like the sixth round. If he you, falls, he would have said These guys are wide receiver one on their teams. Like, can you can you name a Giants wide receiver, Chris? I can name you one. No, two. I can name you two. Uh, do Darius Slayton still play for the Giants? He does. You got one. Okay, hold on. He does. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do, do Sterling Shepard still play for the Giants? He's on the roster. I don't know if he's still playing, but he's on the he's roster. On the roster. Hold on. I might be able to get you another one. I need another one. <laughs> he's in our division. These are teams. It's crazy you don't know the players in our division. I, I mean, like Daniel, Daniel Jones don't be throwing the ball. It's feel like uh, the Kings are over again. Uh, Kings make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I, I called that, by the way. I, I believe I had that. Um, who else played for the Giants? Receivers. I'm only looking for receivers. You know, don't start trying to get me no cheeky picks like they defensive side. I need receivers only. Uh, <laughs> you got two, and two. One of them might only be the starter. Okay, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Do you just let me give you a name? Can I phone a friend? No, no, no. Don't give me name. Don't give me no names. Don't give me no names. Okay, Darius Tony don't play there no more. Um, no, he's a champion with the Chiefs. Uh, unfortunately. Um. All right, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. They got Wandale Robinson. Wouldn't have got that. Isaiah Hodgins, who was the number two receiver last year. Wouldn't have got that. The injury to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton was out for a little bit. Okay. And they now drafted uh, Jalen Hyatt. Wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Would, so wouldn't have they have gotten receivers, but out of Darren Waller and Saquon Berkeley, I'm having trouble saying who's going to be the double one receiver. I think now, it's Waller. Here's the thing, here's the thing right? If you in a pinch and you need a quarterback, take Daniel Jones. He's going to give you some rushing yards. I think I'm taking Geno before I take Daniel Jones. I, I said if you was in a pinch, okay? If you're in a pinch and you need but a quarterback. I feel like if you're in a pinch, Geno's going to be there too. If you're in a pinch and you need a quarterback, take Daniel Jones. <laughs> Not taking Russell Wilson? If you're in a pinch <laughs> and you need a quarterback, take Daniel Jones. <laughs> hey, yo. What's wrong with Russ? You got Russ not your sleeper this year? Russ, you, y'all, y'all saw what Russ was cooking last year? Y'all smelt it? Y'all smelt what Russ hey. was cooking? Man, man, listen, that's slop. That stuff, the stuff that Russ was cooking last year, looked like that gray stuff uh, that SpongeBob was on the SpongeBob episode where they had the crabby old Mondays. Who eating that slop? Okay. <laughs> no, man. You, you listen. Cut listen, the chatter and pick up a platter. That is I garbage. I wasn't with the Russ last year, but I'm hearing he's in the best shape of his life. It happens when you stop drinking. Sean Payton's his kid. No, no, no. no. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. That's a, that's a bold face lie because that man is still drinking. He's not in Subway. That's a bold face lie to do there. There's no way he has He gave up liquor. No, he gave up the Subway sandwiches and the commercials. Now you got Sean Payton as a head coach. Jerry Drew should be the de facto one. We tried last year with Coral Sun. Jerry Drew should be the de facto one. I think Russell may have a better year, but he's in the hardest division. Hold point. on, hold on. I just thought something. If you're in a pinch and you need a tight end, Greg Dolchich is not a bad option, okay? He got a lot of run last year with Russ. You know, Russ was cooking that slop last year, but Dolchich was getting some of that fancy rub. I had I, I ran him out there for a couple weeks. You know, I survived. If you're in a pinch, you can go ahead and take him. Honestly, not a bad move. We keep talking about tight ends. Wide receivers that aren't a bad move. Listen, Brandon Cooks is there. Gallup's still there. It's not bad. Look, Darius Tony's a good pickup. I know he's coming off injury, but he'll be a good pickup. <laughs> if you want a pinch and you need a quarterback, go ahead and take Dak Prescott. I mean, he's going to give you some picks, but you know. 
He was still throw you at least three touchdowns. He's gonna throw you some tutties. He's gonna throw you some tutties. Let's Lamb's a top ten pick this year again. Like he's there. All you, all you, all you clowns, stay away from Tony Pollard. Okay, all of you, stay away from Tony Pollard. I've claimed him. He is mine. Wow, claiming Tony Pollard. Claimed Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard single handedly kept me alive last year. Wild thing to do. Single handedly. That that's crazy work. Single handedly. Okay. If you're in a pinch and you need somebody to stay away from, stay away from anybody on New England offense. Hey, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Whoa, slow down. They, they got Ramondre Stevenson. He's good. Like I said, if you're in a pinch and you need somebody and they play for New England, stay away. Stay very far away. Now, if you need a defense, now if you need a defense, you go ahead and take New England, okay? They ain't going to never do you wrong. They're going to give you 15, <laughs> they're gonna allow 15 points a game. The problem is the offense only going to be able to score about seven points a game, if that. So, you you're a Ramondre Stevenson hater. Ramondre is good. No, 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 no. I'm not a I'm not a Ramondre Stevenson hater. Okay, I know he's a goal line merchant. I know he like to get his his end, his end zone tutties, whatever. But he going to play like six games a year. Okay, what do you he mean? Gonna, he going to give you a three touchdown game, and the next week Belichick going to list him as questionable, and he ain't going to play. You know it, I know it, right, Jared? No, right, you, I know. If anything, that's a Mike Tomlin status. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Everybody know Belichick invented this uh strategic placement of the injury report. <laughs> strategic. If you're an Eagles fan, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, just saying. If you're an Eagles, Eagles fan, if you're an Eagles fan, anybody. Anybody up to be drafted? Take Jake Evans. I don't, okay, I don't know who to take for the running back room because I'm hearing you hear reports. We're training camp. It's Gainwell. Gainwell's Gainwell. If you're if you're if you're looking at the Eagles, Gainwell. If you're people, I'm hearing league, week, bro. I'm not even hearing. I know week three is Swift's the lead back. If you're in a if you're in a PPR league, look at these guys that get a lot of touches out the backfield. If you're in a PPR league, Eckler is the guy you want to look at. You want to look at a sleeper running back, Pacheco from the Chiefs. You know he might be a sleeper. Pacheco's a he might, he might. He might. He, it depends on how you. It depends game. on how you feel about the Chiefs and how they distribute the ball, whatever the case may be. CMC is a but, lock at the number two pick overall. But another guy, uh, Justin Ross from the Chiefs, he might be a big play threat. Uh, Ooh, you know, I've been hearing. I've been hearing about him. I don't I, know if know, I'm gonna you, take you him. Be here, you be hearing these guys. However, if you're in a PPR league and you just need somebody to move the chains, just get you some points. Just, just. Put you up big numbers. Ben Skoranek for the Los Angeles Rams. Real sleeper, okay? Stop. Real sleeper. You might see him on the field and be like, damn, that looked like Cooper Cup. And sometimes they treat him like Cooper Cup. However, he is not Cooper Cup, okay? You're not going to get Cooper Cup numbers from Ben Skoranek. Trust me, I tried. If, if we're going to just name a player that could potentially see some numbers. Adam Thielen, he might do something for you this season. Why? Because he's playing with Bryce Young and he's the best receiver in the Carolina Panthers. Listen, the best receiver. I, I'll raise you one better. You want to talk about guys that's on terrible teams. Jared, stay away from anybody on New England. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Now watch Chris end up drafting Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, watch. Wow, that was just my luck. All right, oh, so man. anything else we can talk about before we wrap it up? 
No, man. Hey, oh, I guess we can kind of tease it now. Chris and I, thinking about doing a straight-to-the-point podcast, forget a 2K fantasy draft. We're going to try and do a, yeah, I guess a 2K24 fantasy draft. We're not doing NBA fantasy. We're not doing fantasy football. It's just, we ain't doing it. It's too much work. We're already in too many leagues. It's too deep. We're just not doing that. But 2K, I can get behind that, potentially. We're going to see how this cross, we're gonna see how this cross play with 2K24 happens. I'm hearing they add in a season buy-in pass. You got to now pay for a season. We're gonna we gonna see how this game look. Okay. We gotta let the we gotta got the wait, wait, wait. I gotta pay for a season. You, oh, you would yeah. The season pass is now ten dollars for a season pass. Twenty dollars if you want wait, the, like, wait, 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 wait. Back it up. Ten dollars for what? The ten dollar pass comes. I can just tell you because I, I don't I, I can't even lie to you and be like, oh yeah, I know everything on the top of my head. Um here we go. Play, I gotta pay I gotta pay to play like the season join, the rec join, all that? No, 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 no. You have a season pass to level up your rewards. You have the free pass, which comes with MT, my team stuff, and my career stuff. If you pay $10, though, you get an extra 40 rewards, the same 40 my career rewards, same 40 my, my team rewards, you get an extra 40. If you pay 20 for the Hall of Fame season pass, you get one additional reward on top of the 40 rewards. You get 15% XP boost, XP boost. You can skip 10 level skips, and then you also get the regular stuff that you'll get in the pro or the free. But, yeah, if you're willing to pay now $10 or $20, you can now pay your pass way up. So you can basically pay to get to level 40 if you want to. What has happened to the game that I used to love? <laughs> what has happened? Okay, I don't understand any – Am I old man now? Like, am I in old man territory? I mean, I guess all, the, all these little, all these little, pay twenty dollars for this, pay ten dollars for that. I don't want to do none of that. Like, no. Stop trying to take all my money. I got bills. <laughs> man, mind you, the game's already seventy, Chris. I don't know if you knew this, but it costs besides paying seventy or hundred or it, let's say you pay two hundred for the. Kobe Legacy Edition. I think hey, it's one hundred. Or no, it's, it's like one fifty for Kobe. One fifty for Kobe, and then the two hundred for the get the you're paying fifty for the NBA League Pass. So that's the two hundred. Okay. If even if you're paying that, it still costs about an extra hundred thirty dollars to get your player up to a ninety nine. Wait, wait, I can't. A hundred thirty dollars. It's about a hundred thirty dollars to get your player to a ninety nine overall. Uh uh-uh, After yo, after buying the game, y'all gonna see me with this eighty six for a while. I'm not. No 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 no. no. No, 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 absolutely not. That is how much the microtransaction and, hit. But listen, it's supposed to be a better game. Now, listen, mind you, it's, was, only, it's green or nothing again this year. I'm, green I'm or not, nothing again. That's what it's been all. Listen, we, we got a solid five, Jared. We got some additional pieces that we can add in and out if need be. But we got a solid core group of guys that we run on on rec, okay? Y'all going to have to deal with this, this 87 for a while. I'm not paying the one-third. I'm not paying the extra. I got bills. I haven't heard anything new about no, the story mode feature. Now, now, if some of our sponsors would like to, you know, contribute to any of my bills, maybe, maybe. Hey, listen, not even sponsors. No, love that from Siri. Mentions of our sponsors, but listen, if um any of our constituents want to be a part of this two K league cross play, yes, we're hoping the cross play works. The cross play works. We're really gonna maybe move effective with this idea. But however, keep in mind this is two K. This is 2K, yes. But if we do this, let us know now. It's kind of early, but we'll talk about it again in another podcast. Let us know if you guys would be interested in joining. 
Yes, it's going to be a little money. Yes, it's going to be a little cash prize at the end if you win. Chris loves taking losses in 2K, so maybe he'll let you in. But me personally, I'm here to win. So we'll see yeah, how we, we go. We can run it right now. We, we got, oh, I believe in 2K23. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for 2K24. When does 2K24 come out? Uh, uh, September 8th. Okay, well, I've, 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 I've been playing 2K23, just kind of, you know. I have not. I haven't, I haven't even got time. the new Madden yet, but I know I was deleted 2K23. I, oh, I need, to, I need to see how the new Madden. I've heard some mixed reviews. Like I'm I haven't heard it good. I haven't heard good. Haven't heard good. Ari is kind of the overall. Patiently waiting for NCAA football game to come out. You know, I won't get mad at that. Cause don't hold your breath. Wise, it's, it's EA. Don't hold your breath. Franchise-wise, you know. Don't hold your breath. Temple might become champions in, in, for three straight years. Who knows? That's no that's NCAA basketball. That's where I take Temple <laughs> to the promised land. Okay. <laughs> you want, you want you. <laughs> Do I want? No, no, no. But thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five star rated podcast on Apple Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. It's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Make sure you follow me at underscore J-Dub Hughes. Definitely tap in with us. Send us some messages. See what you say, man. The season's not here yet, so let us know what you want us to talk about. Send us some money. Okay, hold on. Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight to the point needs to – we want to go live. We might have to hit up a couple of games. You might see us. If you see us at your stadium, feel free to buy us some liquor. No, now that I stand behind.